The real question I say is the only place Republicans have the majority is the House. Don't give the power over to the Senate. Lead and move forward. Um, did I lose my job for leading? Yes, I did, but I do it all over again. Ah, uh, Kevin McCarthy, he lost his job for leading. Was he leading from behind? Because, you know, that's a thing in Washington now. You can lead from behind, which is oxymoronic, but so are most of the people in our government in Washington. Now, I've got a, uh, a brand new story for you here. Let me share with you the headline, Hot Mic. That's a uh, microphone that's turned on. Hot Mic catches Jornos joking about Trump assassination. Now, I know that everybody that's paying attention is aware of the fact that Donald Trump is in great danger because... The forces of the universe arrayed against him are uh, extremely hostile to him, extremely hostile to him. He's been demonized to the point where, uh, you know, Gerald Ford had one of the members of the Manson family take a shot at him, Lynette Squeaky Fromm, and then uh, another uh, crazy housewife, Sarah Jane Moore. Uh, Ronald Reagan was shot by uh, John Hinckley, who is now the hero of the Democrat Party. They buy his T-shirts, they... They buy, does he have an album? I think he's got an album that the Democrats can buy uh, strumming the guitar. Uh, and, of course, a communist shot uh, John F. Kennedy in the head. Um, and then, uh, you know, Teddy Roosevelt was shot, and uh, he survived. Ronald Reagan shot, and he survived. Um, you know, we got uh, got a lot of... And, and we're in a crazy time right now. But the radical left-wingers and Tommy Christopher... That's not a good name, is it? Tommy Christopher. He wrote it up. Hot Mike catches journos laughing and joking about Trump being assassinated at appeals court. They're laughing and joking. A hot Mike caught journalists. That's what they call them. They won't be fired. They'll be promoted. They'll get better jobs because of this. A hot Mike caught journalists joking about former President Donald Trump being assassinated as they awaited his appearance at the federal courthouse where his criminal immunity appeal will be held. The D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals is set to hear oral arguments on Tuesday, January 9th, that's today. The issue of presidential immunity after Judge Tanya Chutkin, a radical left-winger, denied two motions to dismiss based on First Amendment and presidential immunity claims. That appeal will be heard by a three-judge panel consisting of Judge J. Michelle Childs, who was nominated by Joe Biden in January of 2022, and uh, Judge Florence Pan, nominated by Biden in May of 2022, and Judge Karen LeCraft Henderson, who was appointed by then-President George H.W. Bush in 1990. So it's if it could be a 2-3 ruling, and uh, the Democrat, the Biden judges, two Biden judges, they want to pack the Supreme Court, right? They want to pack the Senate by uh, giving D.C. two senators, which would mean 100% of the time radical left-wing anti-Semite racists uh, who would be elected again and again out of Washington, D.C. in the Senate, and two senators from Puerto Rico 
They want to give because they figure those will be constant radical left-wing extremists that will vote for the destruction of Western civilization uh, just as they would. So on Tuesday morning, that's this morning, news cameras were set up at locations between the Trump National Golf Club in Virginia and the E. Barrett Prettyman U.S. Courthouse in anticipation of Trump's arrival for the proceedings. Now, they don't normally set up locations along the parade route, you know. This is, I think, like a, they're doing some Lee Harvey Oswald dreaming is what they're doing. One such live feat, one such live feed caught some banter between journalists so-called, grousing about the uh, difficulty of getting a good shot. They're talking about a camera shot, presumably, of Trump from their vantage point. Banter, which veered into gallows humor, ho, 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 with some references to the late President John F. Kennedy uh, in a convertible, you know, the day he was shot in the head in Dealey Plaza, Dallas, Texas, November 22nd, 1963, by a communist, uh, just like, you know, CIA director John Brennan, penitentiary face Brennan. So here is the audio that has emerged of the so-called journalists talking about Donald Trump being shot like John F. Kennedy and killed. And then... You know, the worst part is, even if he has his window open and he's hanging out of it, he'll be on the other side of the <laughs> I mean, if he's driving, we've got a good shot. Yeah, if he's driving with the front window open. Yeah, or if it's a convertible. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. Like if he just pulls up by like JFK. A Miata, it's like a JFK, a Lincoln. <laughs> no, Maybe someone just like they told JFK, you know what you should do? You should take a convertible. <laughs> it's so nice out. Ah, it's so nice. Out. A little joke, little gallows humor, Mediaite says. Yeah, they should bring him in a convertible. They tell him, you know, it's, uh, first of all, you can hear the, the rainy streets behind the guys talking. It's not so nice out. It is a, uh, a, a thoroughly overcast and rainy day in the Washington metropolitan area. And uh, the president driving from Virginia into the city, which is what's being suggested here, um, the, uh, you wouldn't be uh, driving. And, of course, he uh, drives in an armored vehicle and he has Secret Service protection. But the, uh, the news people, and it sounds like, and I, I don't, uh, there's no video. It's just audio, right? And I don't know if there's a reporter or producer or if it's just a television news camera crew, um, which might be, or, or probably a couple of camera crews because it wouldn't be a two-man camera crew anymore. Um, so probably a couple of camera crews waiting for Trump and having fun talking about him driving up. And, and now when they say, and this is true, the, uh, the transcript says, I mean, if he's driving, uh, we've got a good shot. Now, when you say we've got a good shot, that's what a sniper would say, but it's also what a cameraman would say, because that is the vernacular. And he said, yeah, if he's driving with the front window open, now uh, the front window open, good shot. Yeah, if it's a convertible, now we're, we've moved on to uh, convertible and uh, it's on a rainy day. And then like JFK, haha, a little laughter. Maybe someone just like they, they told JFK, you know what you should do? You should take a convertible. 
It's so nice out. Ha, 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 laugh, laugh, laugh. It's, um, you know, it would, uh, it, it's kind of typical newsroom, news guy humor on some level. But when it comes to Donald Trump, who we are all aware is, they used to try to claim that Barack Obama got more threats than, than anybody, and then the head of the Secret Service was forced to admit on Capitol Hill under oath that that was not true. But Donald Trump's threat profile, his threat matrix, is off of all known charts, and everybody knows it. So these guys, the convertible, get a shot. It's a camera shot, but it's also a shot. Then when you veer over to JFK and the convertible, then you know what you're talking about. So that's your news media. Here it is. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's see. I, I want to get to this, this remarkable story, I think, um, that has to do with the prosecutor pursuing, hunting, stalking President Trump. This one in Atlanta, Georgia. Her name is Fannie Willis. And she's a radical lefty. Um, she is a Trump hater from way back. And now the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a story today, and it didn't come from their enterprising reporting. It came from a court filing by President Trump's attorneys who found out that the prosecutor there hired her main squeeze at taxpayer expense to become the prosecutor trying to lynch President Trump. And they're dating and going on vacations together with the taxpayer money that's being funneled to her boyfriend by her because she's the one who decide who decides who gets paid, what they get paid when the money goes out. Now, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution writes, District Attorney Fannie Willis improperly hired an alleged romantic partner, that's a good euphemism, romantic partner, to prosecute Donald Trump and financially benefited from their relationship, she did, according to a court motion filed Monday, which argued the criminal charges in the case were unconstitutional. The bombshell public filing alleged that special counsel Nathan Wade, a private attorney, her boyfriend, paid for lavish vacations he took with Fannie Willis using the Fulton County funds, taxpayer money, his law firm received. County records show that Wade, the boyfriend, Nathan Wade, who has played a prominent role in the election interference case, the prosecution of Trump case, has been paid nearly $654,000 in legal fees since January of 2022. So that is two years ago now, this month. The DA authorizes his compensation. This is a good uh, old-fashioned arrangement. Fannie Willis is the DA and his girlfriend, and she authorizes the compensation. She authorized that he, her boyfriend, be paid $654,000 in the last two years to prosecute Trump while they, the two of them, are going on vacations together to the islands and things. The motion filed on behalf of defendant Michael Roman, a former Trump campaign official, seeks to have the charges against Roman dismissed uh, and for Willis, 
and the entire DA's office to be disqualified from further prosecution in the case. Pallavi Bailey, a Willis spokeswoman, how do we know that, said the DA's office would respond to Roman's allegations through appropriate court filings. That means they're stonewalling and slow rolling, right? The document offers no concrete proof. Now you need concrete proof. There's no concrete proof that Trump did anything wrong ever, but never mind concrete proof. That's not a standard that's used except for Democrats. Now you've got to have concrete proof produced ahead of time before they'll even discuss the matter with you. There is no concrete proof of romantic ties between Willis and Wade. The ties have not been denied, and they've had plenty of opportunity to deny. But says the sources close to both the special prosecutor, that's the boyfriend, Nathan Wade, and the district attorney, Fannie Willis, have confirmed that they have an ongoing personal relationship. Roman's lawyer, Ashley Merchant, said she reviewed the case uh, file in Wade's ongoing divorce proceeding, wait a minute, at the Superior Court Clerk's Office and uh, made copies of certain documents. The divorce case has uh, him, a married man, presumably in the midst of a divorce with an ongoing affair and vacations with Fannie Willis. Uh, But never mind that. They're just Democrats, and that's all okay. But the case was later improperly sealed because no court hearing was was held as required by law to seal the, but the, so they, they improperly and illegally sealed the divorce documents because they found out people were looking into their inappropriate relationship while she pays her boyfriend lawyer to prosecute Trump and they go on vacations together. Because the case remains under seal, Merchant said she's not sharing information she obtained from the divorce file until the seal is lifted. She's following the law. She also said she is asking a judge to unseal the case file. Now, they got an ethics, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, an ethics expert who said this could be a problem if uh, all of this is true. But when you're a Democrat, the rest of the news media is fine with this because they're part of the lynch mob too. President Trump took to truth his own social media platform, said has... Has everybody seen the revelation just announced in the great state of Georgia that the Fulton County DA, Fannie Willis, who criminally indicted your favorite president, me, many other innocent people slash patriots, hired and exorbitantly paid a romantic partner to prosecute the 45th president of the United States and then financially benefited from their relationship? In other words, he was paid a fortune. Then he took the beautiful Fannie on expensive, all paid for by Georgia, vacations to faraway lands. President Trump weighing in. I've got uh, Newt Gingrich talking about this coming up in this hour as well, talking about the general left-wing butchery and what's happening to our country. Newt Gingrich coming up. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Also at the same courthouse where President Trump uh, visited today, the same courthouse that he visited today, Ray Epps is supposed to face sentencing there for his many crimes, and he uh, may face up to six months in jail. But the news media is saying, oh, he's already suffered enough at the hands of Trump supporters. So he'll probably get uh, time served, which is no time. But uh, we'll... Keep our ear to the ground on that, too. Let's go to the telephones, Michael. Let's go to Jeff calling from Gainesville, Virginia. Jeffrey, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Well, good morning, Mr. Plant with an E. How are you this morning? Good, good. What do you say? Good deal, man. I was thinking about race relations in this country and how good they were. They were quite good before Obama was elected. And I think right after he was elected, they were quite amazing. And he hopped in there. And right away started with Marxist stuff. He had the quad, quadfecta, I would call it, of Marxism, race, gender, class, sexual orientation. You talk about it all the time. And he had eight years and then four years of Trump in there while they screamed racism, the, Trump's entire term. And now Biden, that's 16 years. And I'm just thinking, the, chill, the kids, man, we've, we've lost. We've lost this, nat- this nation's children. Lennon said, give me the children. And I think they've done it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're raising a generation that doesn't remember normal. That doesn't remember. I mean, look, I'm old enough to remember before Obama was president and it's true. Matters of race were much better. I live in Washington, DC. I've lived in Washington, DC, not outside of Washington, DC in Washington, DC for more than 30 years. And, uh, I've never seen tensions the way that, uh, they're in a heightened racial tensions in America, and it's entirely on purpose. It is the Marxist approach to divide and conquer uh, race, class, and gender. And Barack Obama and the Democrats, if you didn't support everything Obama did, then they labeled you a racist. They, they wore that down to a nub, so they whipped out white supremacists. And, of course, they're the party of the KKK and the Confederacy, but never mind that. It is a mad, 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 mad world out there. You know, uh, the Democrats, they love communism because they're not really Democrats, are they? They're not liberals either, are they? And uh, what was Michelle Obama's line that uh, gun to your head, uh, capitalism, uh, forced trickle down, I think is her line. And she used some other charged words there, too. If we're not trickling voluntarily... Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we need to be forced to trickle. Forced. <laughs> mandatory yeah. trickling down. Yeah. Mandatory. Democrats don't care what you do as long as it's mandatory. What they do not want to make mandatory, they want to ban. Michelle Obama's anti-capital, so we're going to, you know, the, the, the Maoist rule, all power comes from the barrel of a gun, gun to the head of uh, successful people. They'll steal everything they have and redistribute it to buy votes and then pretend that they're being generous to the greatest number of people. Barack Obama went to Cuba when Fidel Castro was alive and well. 
posed in front of the wall-sized mural of Che Guevara with his beret uh, and his scraggly little uh, teenager beard and all that. Well, now the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, perhaps you've heard of them. The headline is, Fuel in Cuba to become five times more expensive. Wait a minute. They're going to increase, that's right, 500%. They're going to just take, if it's $1 a gallon, now it's going to be $5 a gallon. If it's $5 a gallon, it's going to be $25 a gallon because they're commies. The Cuban government has announced a five-fold increase in fuel prices as it struggles with shortages and a deepening economic crisis. Uh, you know, we, we still have grocery store shelves here in the United States since Joe Biden came in that, that aren't full. And part of that, so it's supply chain, it's supply chain. It said from February, the price of a liter of petrol, it's the BBC, would rise from 25 pesos to 132 pesos, 132 pesos. Sure. Finance minister, they have finance minister Vladimir. He's got a Russian first name, Vladimir Ruggiero, which is really kind of an Italian name, but okay. Said the cost of diesel and other types of fuel would face similar markups. He also announced a 25% increase in electricity prices for major consumers in residential areas, as well as hikes in the cost of natural gas. You may remember Barack Obama saying under his plan of cap-and-trade, electricity costs would necessarily skyrocket. That only matters to people who, you know, can't afford to buy a Bentley convertible. Under my plan uh, of a cap-and-trade system, electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket. Necessarily skyrocket. That's part of the commie plan. Michelle Obama forced trickle-down, mandatory. Make it mandatory. You've got to have mandates. You will hand over because the all power comes from the barrel of a gun, which is why the left wants to make sure to disarm all populations so that only the state has the gun. That's the uh, arrangement that they have come to in every communist country. The Washington Post today is having a little hissy fit. Trump muses, colon, they love their colons, Maybe COVID-19 was punishment for his tariffs on China. China. This is the Washington Post. It's a radical left-wing front group for the Democrat Party, as any school child can tell you. And, uh, and he, you know, he always makes cracks off-the-cuff remarks. And then the news media turns them into semester-long dissertations on something that was not said. You know, it's the old day, take what you've said, change it till it's not what you've said. Then they attack you for what you didn't say. That's a standard. Hey, it's Philip Bump. Bumpy, the disgraced former journalist. He's an embarrassment. You know, the, he was exposed as a fraud, a great internet expose a couple few months ago now. Uh, he, he should not show his face in public ever again and never pretend to be a journalist after the way he was exposed as a fraud. But it's useful to contextualize this story by offering some background on its venue and participants. And he goes on and on. Former President Donald Trump, subject interview aired Monday, needs no context. His interviewer, Lou Dobbs, a fixture in conservative media, 
perfectly great guy, uh, for decades until his Fox business show was dumped by the channel. You know, Philip Bump, if you worked for a newspaper, they'd dump you. Fortunately for you, you work for the Washington Post. So never mind that. But the, uh, the Wuhan, the Wuhan Red Death, remember they lied to us about the Wuhan Red Death for forever and ever, right? They, uh, they lied and they lied and they lied about the Wuhan Red Death. And it uh, came from the, you know, it came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China, which is the, the city. Uh, but now they're attacking because he makes a, he makes a joke. And, um, and then they turn it into a dissertation that requires all kinds of background about Lou Dobbs and who asked the question and all, all this stuff. And he makes a joke about China uh, loosing the Wuhan in the United States because President Trump had imposed tariffs on China. Now, because they're communists, that is certainly not completely out of the realm, outside of the realm of possibility. It is a distinct possibility because they're commies. They murder people by the tens of millions in China, and they have for a long, long time. Infect you very long time, long, long time. Just amazing stuff. So he makes a joke about uh, the Chinese and Wuhan, and no, it didn't come from the wet market, although you should never buy food in a place called the wet market, whether it's in China or not. But President Trump makes a, a a little joke and a little quip, and it's and it's you know maybe it's not a joke. Maybe the Chinese did lose it in the United States. Maybe they lose it on the world. But they had uh, Joe Biden said yesterday we've had 1.2 million Americans killed by the Wuhan Red Death, which we know came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, even though they lied to us for a year and a half or so about that. And uh, what is the, uh, where's the accountability regime? Has there been, um, have there been any hearings on Capitol Hill about the, about holding China accountable? They say worldwide more than 7 million deaths. And we know that it came from them tampering with viruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And the Washington Post is not busy investigating that because that's not what they do. All right, so President Trump off the cuff comment, and uh, the Washington Post turning it into something that it's not Philip Bump, a disgraced former journalist. And honestly, yes, sir, just amazing. We have an economy that's that's so fragile, and the only reason it's running now is it's running off of fumes of what we did, President Trump said. This makes them very angry, Philip Bump in the Washington Post. What the Trump administration did, he said, it's just running on fumes. And when there's a crash, I hope it's going to be during this next 12 months because I don't want to be Herbert Hoover talking about his winning re-election and, and he doesn't want the economy to crash on his watch because the Democrats may have timed it that way. Uh, and this infuriates them, of course. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. I took hundreds of billions of dollars from China, Trump said, talking about tariffs that he imposed as president, whereas the, the, the Biden family took millions of dollars from China but went right into their bank accounts. See, that's a very different thing, isn't it? I took hundreds of billions of dollars from China. 
No president ever took 10 cents. It was a one-way deal, and I changed things around a lot. A lot of people think that's why we had the China virus, frankly, because they never had a problem like they did with me. But I don't think so, he said. I think it was gross incompetence at the Wuhan lab. So there he is. He throws it out there, and that becomes Philip Bump's big thing here. All right, now let's go to Newt Gingrich. Let's go to the Newtster. Newt was on last night with Laura Ingram on the uh, Fox News channel, and um, and he was strong. I thought he was. I thought he was doing great. Uh, Newt was. Um, and let's see where does uh, where does that go? The Newtster, the Newtmobile. Oh, there is. There's Newt. And uh, soundbite number 21. Let's go there then. And we'll play the audio. The Newtster, the Newtmobile, the former Speaker of the House, uh, one of the smartest political minds around. Uh, that's been true for decades, by the way. And last night on uh, Fox News Channel, Newt Gingrich uh, talking about how the Democrats are out to get Trump. And I told you the Fannie Willis story. Uh, paying her boyfriend to prosecute Trump, and he has no background in big-time prosecutions like this, but, you know, he's dating the district attorney, so what more do you need? Here's $650,000. See you in uh, the uh, American Virgin Islands. Uh, Newt Gingrich on the Democrats and their big plans for Trump. I'll tell you what I think Republicans have to worry about. As the Democrats panic... They're going to increasingly use the Justice Department to literally try to destroy Trump so he can't compete, whether that means knocking him off the ballot, whether it means locking him up. I mean, I think the judge in Washington, D.C., who is a total radical, relishes the idea of an excuse to put Trump in chains, literally in chains. Uh, Well, uh, that that reminds me of um, um, uh, Joe Biden. saying that uh, President Trump, speaking to another black audience and pandering, President Trump, he was saying, oh, you're right. It was, he was saying Mitt Romney <laughs> was going to put black people back in chains. It's, of course, Republicans that took the chains off, Democrats that put them on the Confederate States of America, but never mind historical fact. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. The banks. Unchain Wall Street. What? Boo. We don't want an economy. Put y'all back in chains. You're going to put y'all back. Oh, they gobble it up. The audience of Democrats, they uh, they gobble it up. That's great. Newt Gingrich on uh, the uh, Democrats and and uh, you know the, the the stark differences between today's radical Democrat Party and President Trump. The possibility of Trump getting four more years. And I think we should not underestimate that faced with the break of everything they believe in, and that's what Trump represents. He's an alternative world where criminals stay in jail. Immigrants stay out of the United States. We actually take steps to be strong again. And and their view of that is that a Trump victory is the end of their world. And I think their ultimate response is going to come through the Justice Department and is going to be an effort to, frankly, with total unconstitutionality, destroy Trump as a a potential contender uh, and just literally lock him up. 
and just literally lock him up. That's certainly what they're trying to do, and they're using and abusing taxpayer money to do all of this, and and uh, never mind all that. Uh, Newt Gingrich, summing up the Democrat Party quite succinctly. What you're dealing with is a team that believes in the rule of power, not the rule of law. And I think you, I don't think we can imagine how prepared they are to do whatever it takes to make sure that we can't win this fall. I'm, I'm genuinely worried for the country, really for the first time in my life. For the first time in my life, genuinely worried for the country that they will do anything and everything by hook, by crook, hammer and sickle, by any means necessary to stop Trump. And we know that there are security issues and uh, that the left is here. This is not even Bill Clinton's Democrat Party. Newt Gingrich on the Democrats. I think you're faced with a totally corrupt, uh, radical ideology that is prepared to, in every way it has to, use every element of power that it's got. And frankly, with the federal government, the New York state government, the yep. attorney in, in, in uh, uh, Fulton County, they have a lot of tools to bring to bear to try to destroy us because they're terrified of us. Because they're terrified of us, because Trump would put an end to the extent that it would be humanly possible to their un-American, anti-capitalist, bankrupt the Bank of America, uh, empower the Islamists from Hamas to, to Iran and beyond. Uh, extraordinary, extraordinary stuff. Now, we also have... And they will do anything. Oh, by the way, uh, Ray Epps, uh, who was inciting a riot, of course, on January 6th of uh, 2000, he was supposed to have been sentenced almost two hours ago. And there is no word on what happened. The federal government was asking for six months in jail for Ray Epps because, you know, he uh, broke a bunch of laws and things. But interestingly enough, we don't know what happened. Now, he uh, he pleaded guilty, as it turns out, in September to a misdemeanor charge of disorderly conduct on restricted grounds. And the U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C. said he's going after everybody now who just walked on the lawn that day. And it's three years later. It'll be three years later. Well, it's already, it is three years later. And uh, amazing. So the, it was allegedly sentenced... Uh, almost two hours ago, and still no word on Ray Epps' sentencing. Maybe he's uh, got a job as uh, a Democrat member of the House of Representatives or something. Amazing. Cobble Kirby, you know Cobble Kirby. He was out there yesterday talking about our Secretary of Defense who um, disappeared for about a week, and turns out he was in the intensive care unit, and and he's still in the hospital, uh, and and now that Cobble Kirby was asked, hey, is he going to have to go? Is he going to have to resign? Is he going to be fired? I want to make sure I put a fork in my answer to you. A fork? There is no uh, uh, no plans for anything other than for Secretary Austin to stay in the job and continuing the leadership that he's been exuding, that he's been demonstrating. That he's been exuding. He's been exuding uh, leadership, and he's uh, no plan for him to go anywhere um, except uh, now that Cobble Kirby has said that, I think that, I think that the Defense Secretary Austin is doomed. I think he's gone by Saturday now. Um, Senator Josh Hawley, 
had uh, some choice words on the subject, too. Is there anybody actually running this government? So I think the idea, I'm laughing, but it's not funny. The idea that the defense secretary doesn't tell anybody he's apparently very ill or was. I mean, I, I think, you know, we need to know what is this situation? What was the procedure? What's his medical condition now? Um, this is serious stuff. This is what I would expect from the government of Myanmar. It'll always be Burma to me, of course, but to Myanmar. And uh, here's a uh, here's a great story of the radicals at Slate Magazine, left-wing radicals. Why the Secretary of Defense's mysterious disappearance mean means he needs to go. That's radical left-wing Slate Magazine. And a Republican member of the House of Representatives is going to file impeachment articles against the Secretary of Defense today. Republican Matt Rosendale from Montana said he is going to introduce articles of impeachment against the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. Also, Mayorkas is uh, DHS getting articles of impeachment against him. They should really all go. Everyone agrees with that. Don't we all agree with that? You most likely know it as Myanmar, but it will always be Burma to me. All right, I have uh, the update for you on Ray Epps. Uh, The sentencing of Ray Epps has occurred. Now, let's remember uh, Ray Epps on uh, January 5th, January 5th of 2020, downtown Washington, D.C., stirring up the mob. And people are yelling and pointing at him, Fed, 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 Fed. He's yelling, we're going inside the Capitol tomorrow. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. All right, uh, Ray Epps has been sentenced to one year of probation and no jail time. Enrique Tarrio got 22 years. He was in a hotel room in Baltimore. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together... It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.